0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's simple. All you have to do is go on your phone, go to the app store, and download Anchor. Um, there's a creation tool once you get started that's, that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone to computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you like making money, you can make money from your podcast, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Thank you. What's going on sports fans and welcome back to the JJL sports talk show. Welcome back to episode seven. I'm sorry guys. It's been a long, long time since my last podcast. Um, I just been busy with schoolwork, crazy workload, but I'm up for the challenge. Um, I'm planning on uh, starting, uh, I'm planning on doing going forward having one episode on Monday and on Friday. Uh, so trying to uh, balance this with my schooling. So just bear with me. Um, but we're back though. We got some interesting news, sports news. Start out with the NFL. My Super Bowl thoughts. Well, we all knew that. Uh, Tom Brady was going to get his seventh ring. The, the game started off kind of, you know, both teams going at it on defense. They, The Buccaneers' pass rush was just forcing Mahomes to make bad passes. Uh, he, he wasn't hitting his targets like Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Their running backs didn't really do that good. And then Tom Brady picked that up, and then he started, you know, giving it to Gronk giving it to Mike Evans. And in the end, uh, the Buccaneers came out victorious. So props to them. The Buccaneers beat the Chiefs 31-9. to But let me just say this. Tom Brady, it's like a love-hate relationship. It's like you love Tom Brady for what he's done, But if you're a team playing against him, you hate playing against him. Uh, Just the way that the season went, they didn't do that good, like, starting out. They got watched by the uh, New Orleans Saints, the first game of the season. Uh, Like, everyone everyone was saying that, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs or, like, they had doubts. But... We had to give props where props are due. Tom Brady took them all the way to the holy grail in their home stadium. That's crazy, and to win it, that, that that's hard. That's really hard to do. So I give him props, and now he possibly could win in eight. That's crazy. Some other news: um, where Russell what or where Russell Wilson is going to land. There have been rumor talks that, you know, he's not really feeling the Seahawks. Uh, my prediction is he will stay for the Seahawks for one more year and then seek for agency next year. But I really want to see him either in – I think he wants to go to Chicago, which I don't think is a good fit because who do they have? Like, he don't have like, – they don't have any wide receivers. Like, who's he going to throw the ball to? Um, I like him either going to the Saints or I can see him going to the Cowboys. Now, hear me out. What's going on in Dallas is crazy. Jerry Jones has not yet signed uh, Deck Prescott to a long-term deal. I get it. He got injured but when he's 100 healthy he's lethal he hasn't really been great this last season but it's crazy like if any of y'all have watched that video i think they had that um that promo video uh for the next season and they didn't include Dak prescott and everyone, like everyone, on social media was making a big deal out of it. Like, oh, why didn't the Cowboys put Dak in the in the clips since he's the you know quarterback of the of the team? I don't know. But I think it's kind of fishy. Like Jerry Jones, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Um, he should, if he has faith and trust in his quarterback, he's assigned into a long term deal. But I can see Russell in the Cowboys uh, uniform because look. They got a beefy O line. I mean they need to work on it. They got they still got Ezekiel Elliott. Um they uh, they have a young prodigy and a uh, C D Lamb. Like so and they have uh Amari Cooper. They have a good wide receiving course. I feel like Russell Wilson and his mobility, it's gonna be a good fit. So Deshaun Watson, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. There were reports saying he met with the head coach, Cully, told him where his mindset's at, and was like, look, hey, I don't care if you're the coach, the new coach, I still want out. So I'm not sure where he's going to land. I want to see him like in the, uh, with the Jets maybe going to Miami. The reason why the Jets is because like the Jets, they're really not, they really haven't been good for like a couple years or a lot of years actually. Uh, but bringing in like a big marketed guy like Deshaun Watson, he can pull other players into onto that team. Be like, hey, oh, Watson's on this, on the Jets. Let's go on the Jets. They have, some good receivers. But it's just, they need a lot of work. They need running back help. They need, they need help. They, they need to reshape their whole roster. And I think the right guy to do it would be Watson. Especially you're in that New York market. A lot of people love New York City. A lot of players love New York City. So... I feel like the Jets will be a good fit. JJ Watt. That dude's a monster. He just signed a two-year deal worth uh worth a couple mil. I think like twenty-one mil guaranteed over the two years. So he's gonna get that bank regardless. Uh, I feel like they they're definitely they definitely beat up the pass rush for sure. But it's scary because JJ Watt, he's he's a good player, but he's also injury prone. But when he's 100 percent healthy, that that man's a monster. But I feel like Where the Cardinals are at, they're not Super Bowl ready. I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins, but they haven't proven to me that they can get over that playoff hump. But hey, this year, we'll see. We'll see. Because they got Kyler Murray. He's a really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He has a powerful arm, good arm, can throw the ball real well. But they haven't proven to me personally that they can get over that playoff drought but we'll see maybe signing jj watt to a two-year deal can help them get over that playoff hump and win some playoff games they definitely can do it i just saw a report that um big ben just signed a one-year contract with the steelers i don't know that's a good fit because you know he's still a good quarterback but we have these young and talented fast players on defense that are rushing the quarterback, and Big Ben is not as mobile as he was before. He's never really he's never really been as mobile. But as you age and get older and older, you're not as mobile. Like look at Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, he wasn't he wasn't really a runner either. But we'll see. They got, you know, they got uh, Juju Smith. They got uh, Claypool. We'll see what happens. They got James Conner. So maybe after this year, he will retire because they can't keep him forever because they need, because there's a, sal- a salary cap. So that's the NFL. We'll see um, in the NFL draft what 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 in, in a free agency? What teams do It's going to be interesting. We got uh, we have a strong wide receiver free agency. We have Allen Robinson. We got Corey Davis. We got um, Jamal Adams from the uh, Packers. It's it's a deep it's a deep free agency this year. So we'll see what happens. So let's move to NBA. LeBron versus Latin Ibrahimovic. Listen. I was a big fan of his Latin. I'm a big fan of FIFA, a big fan of soccer. But what he said about LeBron, it wasn't like wrong, wrong, but I didn't like the way it came out of his his mouth. He said that LeBron, he's a good player, and he should stick to just playing basketball instead of getting into politics. So he basically saying he he's saying is do what you're good at and shut your mouth in other aspects of society. I don't know that, that didn't really sit well because LeBron, as a powerful of an athlete as he is, he has the strongest, I would say, the strongest platform ever. Basically it's going back a couple years ago when I forgot that one reporter's name uh, who said he should just shut up and dribble. It's the same. It's the same concept. Shut up and dribble. So that's why LeBron started this initiative called more than the athlete where he gives players and other people a voice to, to speak up. And In today's society, you can't just shut up and not do anything. We have to speak up so our local congressmen can do better around this nation with different issues. LeBron is very aware of everything. He, listen, he is very, very aware of what's going on in in this world. That's why he has this strong platform and just to say that, oh, you should, like you're good at this, you're good at that, but you're not good at talking politics. Stay out of it. That's just messed up to say. Um, but Zlatan, if you're hearing this, man, LeBron's not gonna shut up. He's gonna he's gonna keep on speaking out. He's gonna keep on reaching out. And he's doing this for the younger generation. Because, because I feel like this, this younger generation needs to be educated on things that are going around, I think, they, they need to be educated on things that are happening around this nation, this nation. <clears throat> so, but I think he backed up his comments saying, I think I'm like, what did he say? He was like, I didn't mean it that way. I feel like just like if you stick w- with being an athlete, you' gonna focus on that and let the politician do their job I'm like no, like that's not that's I feel like that's not enough. things aren't gonna happen just like a finger snap, you know what I'm saying. I feel like we have to speak out. If, if you're an athlete, non-athlete, white, black, we have any race. We have to speak out. So that's that. We got. I mean, Luca's going off. That man, Luca. He dunking, shooting the ball doing step backs, like reminding of, like he's like reminding of, of of like Kobe Bryant. It's crazy. Uh, in the bubble he hit that um that game that the game winning uh three that sealed that sealed the game. He hit a couple threes this year. He's going off, man. And he's like 20, 22, 23. That's scary. That's scary to think about. But I feel like he like think about it. He came from Spain playing with grown ass men. He knows a game of basketball. He knows the game real well. And I think that his mind, I'm not going to say his mind is that sharp right now, but he has that, menta- that, mamba, that Mamba mentality. And he's doing it at a young age. Shoot, I'm 22. That's crazy. Imagine when he gets into his 30s, late 20s, early 30s. That's gonna be that's gonna be something else. We have all these young, young, talented players. I know Lamello's still young, but you know, he's a bright, he, like he has a bright future. We got Zion Williamson, we got Jean Morant, we got Anthony Edwards. I'm so excited for this next generation of players. It's just crazy. Bronny's coming, Bronny's coming into the league uh, soon. Can't wait to see that. I just got to get props to these players, man, because I was in one of my sports, um, actually one of my sports classes, and we were talking about how some of these t- players who, um, that know in their mind that they're good in, in high school, should they jump to the NBA or stay a couple years in college? It's a great debate to, it's a great debate to talk about because think about it. If you know that you're a top high school talent and you have all these colleges looking at you like Duke, Michigan State, um, Syracuse, all these D1 colleges looking at you, why, I guess, why waste a couple of years at college when we need to go straight to the pros? But then again, there's constantex because you're young. I mean, I can't speak because I'm not I'm not in the NBA. But I know it's stressful for these young players to travel and deal with the, the press and deal with the media. Like even though the like even though the media is trying is trying to do their job, it's just a lot of it's, it's a lot it's a lot of stuff going on. So it's a lot of pressure, and, and you're 18 19, and like your are 18 19, like 19 going into the league. Um, I feel like the level the level of maturity that a player has to gain. It doesn't just come to you. I feel like you have to be like really, really matured. But that being said, I think you know Zion is carrying himself well. Obviously, Luka Doncic is carrying himself well, himself well. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. But I love this young core that that's coming in. Trey Young is another one. Um, There's a lot of young, talented players out there. The Joker, man, the Joker from the Nuggets. Whew, that man is—he's a monster, man. The way he can just bring the ball, he, like he can bring the ball up the court. The way he can just shoot the three well—that's another thing. I have a question for y'all. Do you think? Don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is the best, the best shooter, hands down, in in NBA history. Was that a doubt? But do you? I was just thinking the other day. Do you think that Steph Curry has ruined the perception of the three pointer? Think about it. Think about this deeply. It used to be a point guard, a shooting guard. So one and two a three and two big men and big men where if they, sh- if they shot a three back in the day, that wasn't acceptable. Do you know what I'm saying? Like your coach would probably bench you if you're a center and you shoot a three. But now since these point guards like Curry and uh, Damian Lillard are shooting like what? 30 feet from the rim, from the three point line, from the logo. Now you see like Mark Gasol shooting. Now you see, shoot, Blake Griffin shooting threes. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I'm not sure if he ruined that the old fashioned style of play, but you would never see like Kareem Abdul Jabbar shooting a three or like, um, or who else? Uh, um, Bill Walton, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bill Russell, Bill Russell. Like the whole, I feel like the whole game has changed since then. Like I'm telling you, I used to play ball and I would get scrutinized for a shooting the three but now I feel like it's it's acceptable for a big man to shoot a three. As my point. The Joker, very talented player shoot sh- like shooting a three. Back in the day, that wouldn't slide. But it's crazy. And also these these refs. What the hell is wrong with these NBA refs? They calling technicals left and right. Like you can't even touch a player unless it's a foul. You can't say and one. Like last night, Montrezl Harrell from the Lakers, he said he, he uh, made a basket at layup and he said and one. Got a tech. Like what the, like, what the heck? I don't know. These refs are – they're not letting these players play. Back in the day when Jordan was playing, that wasn't the case. I mean, they can, like, you know, check people. They can, you know, play hard-nosed defense. Now, if I bump you, it's a foul or a tech, or if, I, or if I express my feelings on the court, it's a tech. I know um, Devin Booker against the Lakers uh, against the Lakers uh, the other night. He got back-to-back tentacles and was ejected. Don Mitchell ejected in OT. Come on, OT now? Come on now. These refs these have to do better and let the players play. My thoughts on Donovan uh, Mitchell's frustration. I agree with him. Like he's not saying that they're losing because of the refs. Or it's not. He's not making it as an excuse. But it's ridiculous how these refs are treating these players. Like it's like a it's like a tack foul. Like I get what he's saying, but there's no excuse. They've got to do better. Be more professional. But what can you do if a ref's going to call you for a, a tic-tac-foul? It's just bullcrap to me. James Harden go, is going off. He's averaging 25.5 points off of 11.4 assists. He, I never would have thought, but the Nets, it's a perfect fit for Harden. Steve Nash is letting him play, is letting him loose with Kyrie Irving. And once KD gets back, it's gonna add, add another layer of score, scoring. But Harden, man, he still doing his thing. Scoring points. I mean, he like he can easily give you a 60-point night. Easily. Easily. My next topic, uh, why Bradley Bill, this this is my personal opinion, why Bradley Bill should ask for a trade when he is a leading scorer in the NBA with 32.9 points. I, I feel bad for Bradley Bill because he's a very talented shooting guard. He might not get the praise as like uh, a Steph Curry or like a Draymond Green. But we've all seen him, you know, produce at a high level. I I, I get it. He's, really, he, he's he's partnered with Russell Westbrook, but look at the record. This is 13 and 20. I think Bill is in his late 20s, going to the early 30s. So like the longer he stays he stays with the Wizards, the more, the more I get worried about him because I feel like he can produce somewhere else like going to LA going to um going to Milwaukee. That's a good fit because Giannis he doesn't have no shooters. Imagine Bill and Giannis. Whew. That's scary. But I just don't see them winning. I mean I mean we'll see the next half of the season is starting after the All-Star break, a little bit after the All-Star break. So maybe maybe we'll see if, if the Wizards will get that push, that late season push, but I don't I don't see it. I feel like Bradley Beal should ask for a trade somewhere else because how the heck are going to be the, the leading scorer in the NBA in losing games? I'd rather be the lead scorer in the NBA in winning games, but... It's just a food for thought. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure how long his deal is, but I'm pretty sure it's a couple more years. But he has to go to another market. He has to. Shoot, I can even like I can't even see him going to the to the Warriors. Well no, because I think Klay Thompson's is coming down next year if he's all healthy. I can see him going to like New York helping them out. Man, they're doing good this year too. Surprisingly they got Julius Randle going off. Got my boy Emmanuel quickly from Maryland going off. Big congrats to you, man. Um, You got uh, D. Rose going off. And look at their coach, Tom Thibodeau, a defensive-minded coach, a well-rounded coach. I believe they're like 500 or a little bit above 500, I believe. So they're doing, I think they're 17, 17, I believe. They're doing good this year, man. I'm, I'm happy to see both New York teams doing good. Now, the Knicks, they possibly with the new uh, NBA format, with the whole seeding, they could make, a, make the playoffs. I don't see them going deep. But then again, <laughs> back to my thought, adding Bill or adding a, a top-tier, another top-tier player, another big man um, or another shooter, or another playmaker on their team, it could really boost the New York net market and make players sign to that team. So we'll see what happens. Oh man, Joel Embiid going off too. He's av- he's he's second behind Bill with thirty point two points. Um, he's dropping fifty here, forty there, thirty two there. Man, he's he's going off. And then again, he's that big man that a couple years ago, was ridiculed for a shooting a three. But now he's, he's shooting three. It's like uh, backing up in the post, backing dudes down, doing fadeaways. Like big men, they're supposed to, you know, grab boards, throw, throw to the outlet, set picks. That's the standard big man. Now, like, you got stretch fours. Going out shooting in the corner three, which I don't mind. I like it. Hey, when I play basketball, I'm like a stretch. I shoot the three. So, um, but there's another uh, another player. Look at Ben Simmons. Um, he's shooting the three now. But who would have thought, like Blake Griffin or Dwight Howard or Javale McGee, these big men who are known to be you know, uh, guarding the blocks, guarding the paint are, are stepping out at the three-point line. But Joel, he's going off right now, I'm telling you. But um, I think I think this includes my show. Uh, come back Monday and we'll be ready f- and I'll be ready for episode eight. Thank you, guys.